0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mitchell Hour.
1: Oh yeah, endeavor to do it here, yo. Check this out, man. You tune in to the Mitchell Hour, baby. Yeah, hosted by Julie. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I believe this is episode fifty-seven we're going to be talking about married life versus the single life from the men's perspective. Uh ladies and gentlemen, I'm Julius Mitchell. Um my co-host Corey Coleman. Yeah, so um you guys know me. I am I've been married for 13 years. Uh had some some good times, some bad times, but you know, it is what it is. Corey well, I was I was married
2: twice. So my my second marriage lasted seventeen years, married, but the relationship was twenty one years.
1: Okay. Well, <clears throat> before we get started, I I came across this video and I think it's going to be a great conversation starter. So I'm going to go ahead and play this, and then we
0: can uh, come back with our thoughts. That kept you married to my auntie, and he said no <laughs> I ain't married your auntie cuz I loved her he said no love that's too much of an emotional process I married your auntie because she stayed on my neck I wouldn't be the man that I am today if it wasn't for her so I asked him about some conflicts because I love talking to men who have been in conflict who have made mistakes who have learned from mistakes especially married men and can give you an idea of how things go from a male standpoint So he tells me about one event. He said, there was one time I really made your auntie mad. He said, I mean, I was wrong. He said, I was wrong. I made a decision without talking to her. And she was really big on standing firm on what it is that you're going to do and making sure that you communicate things with any decisions because they affected our household. And he goes and tells me, he says, so she was getting on my A. He said, and I hated it. So what I did I did the same thing I always did, run into the bars, run into the clubs, run into the parlors, whatever I could to avoid her. He said, and I kept putting up a wall, I kept building a wall against her. And she fought and she fought and she fought to tear that wall down and eventually the wall was defeating her. That's when I realized I was losing her. He said, every time I made her face that wall and every time I turn my back against her because I didn't want to hear the truth about who I was I didn't want to sit there and sit in my s-h-i-t I wanted to run from it I shut down all the time she couldn't beat that wall so she turned away from me and she fixed the problems herself and that's when she realized she didn't need me and so I asked myself well uncle whenever I talk to my clients I always tell them you need to be able to put the purpose of your marriage in your relationship your children your investments whatever it is think from a logical standpoint put that above the conflict so that way you can defeat the conflict and he said well baby I wish you were there when I was around <laughs> He said, I wish you were there at that time he said because that's absolutely right he said had I have put the purpose between me and your Annie and my children in a home above the conflict and stop shutting down I wouldn't have went through that hardship so he continues to tell me marriage ain't about love he said love don't mean nothing it don't hold nothing he said how are you two getting through this journey called life he said how are you two fighting the test that marriage and that relationship is going to come with that's what you need to ask yourself what tools what weapons do you all have when you are fighting against the world because
1: I feel like she made some really good points,
2: oh um, most definitely um
1: so I'm gonna start out with the first question that i that I thought was was great is love enough? love can be enough
2: it can be but um there are other factors I mean you can love somebody but Oh, if they if they're not more receiving of your of the love you're trying to give them, if you're fighting more to give them love than they're than they're to accept it then it
1: it can be hard. Right. I don't I didn't put in as as many years as you have um I I don't think love is enough. Because Love is not going to pay your bills, you know? <laughs> right, right. You know, l- love is not going to make your your spouse feel that you're still interested in them. You understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can love your husband. You can love your wife, right? Mm-hmm. You might not say it every day, but that person knows that love is there. But right. they're going to look at it like, well, it doesn't tell me. He doesn't tell me that. She doesn't tell me that every day. So, love... I don't think it's enough to make a marriage last, but that's just you know. I'm I'm only thirty eight, been married thirteen years, so I I don't personally I don't think it's enough. Hmm. Well, I
2: mean, well, it it can be enough, but there's always a but, you know. I mean, it's a lot of other factors. You can love somebody, like I said, you can love somebody all day long, but um, if you're on a love scale With that individual If you If you're putting out On a scale of 1 to 10 If you're putting out 10 And that person is Only at Like 4 Then Yeah It's, it's gonna be a disconnect
1: And I guess since we're on The first topic Of love Is there a such thing As a soulmate? Oh well, um,
2: I guess it depends on. Well, I well I've heard that I've heard the uh, the saying soulmate, and um, I think that the definition of soulmate is if you get with somebody, if you if you're with this person, and you know, um something happens and you and you're no longer with that person and you move on with your life mm-hmm. and you get with somebody else, if that bar of the person you was with that you felt like was your soulmate, if mm-hmm. it's it it comes out different. I mean it's two different people, but still you get to a level that, you know, if you just like, you know, that's your 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 all in all mm-hmm. and then something happens and you know, um, you get with somebody else and you know, you want to feel, you want to feel like you did with the with your so-called soulmate, but you
1: you sometimes you
2: know that's unachievable.
1: The definition of soulmate, according to uh, the dictionary, a person who is perfectly suited to another in temperament, a person who strongly resembles another in Attitudes or belief or ideological uh, soulmates? Um, but my question is, right, let's just say that I believe the soulmates are real, right? And you meet that person that you just have a automatic attraction. It's not sexual. You just have that automatic attraction, right? Right. You, you talk about, you have great conversations and everything, Right you're You're physically attractive, but it's not about sex. you're right. attracted to their mind you oh, you know oh, their, yeah yeah their, their 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 family is great. Mm. everything is fine, but you're together, and then do a moment of weakness, something happens that can that can ruin that right right but my question is this, and I asked my old uh podcast partner this thing. I said, if you really love a person would you intentionally hurt them? So it's like you have this soulmate and through a moment of weakness, something happens. Does that mean that that person wasn't your soulmate? Because if you are deeply in love with that person and that whole situation, everything meshed together, you would try everything in your power not to hurt that person. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if you did have a moment of weakness, does that mean that person wasn't your soulmate at all? Uh. Um.
2: No, no, because we we all have to remember that we are mere mortals. Number uh, one, <laughs> right? So we we are fallible. So I mean, even if you if you have a moment of weakness, but you you know you you with your you with the person that you you know you feel like you that's who you are supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you'll be able to get. I mean, you'll be able to move forward. It may take some work, uh-huh. but if if you got ten, twelve, fifteen good years, uh-huh. and you have one speed bump, you got to look at the the length of the road you've been on. That's a that's a speed bump. You can get you you don't cover a lot of road.
1: But I think I mean I agree with you to a point, right? But I feel that that can happen, right? So let's just say the man goes out and he has a than weakness and he cheats, right? Uh-huh. Most of the time, a woman will stay. Mm -hmm. most of the time right right but i think men we have too much ego (laughs) because i feel like if you know oh my soulmate, i love you with all my heart but if that woman cheats on a man and won't because see i guess with men it hurts a little bit more because women don't just cheat sexually they can they can cheat emotionally and all that and i feel like men can't handle that like i honestly believe that a man just look at it like, all right, yeah, yeah, he, he he fucked you. Okay, you got a big dick to me. Oh, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. That's just been right, that right. shit, right? Right. But, like, damn, like, for real? Like, y'all, y'all was walking around at the park holding hands and shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like during a moment of weakness, a woman can stay, right? She might resent the man for a little while, and the man's going to have to you know, climb Mount Everest to, to get that trust back. <laughs> right, right. But I feel like a man a man's ego is easily bruised and he knows that it was something else, a connection. Didn't have anything to do with sex, but the it was another connection that she had with that guy that hurt him more than the physical part. Do you think that's true?
2: Um I think I think yeah well yeah. It, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It can happen. I mean, you know, um, I think that you get a man and a woman can get together and, you know, everything will be covered. But um, when it comes down to the emotional part of it, if there's something lacking, then in that relationship between that man and that woman as mm-hmm. far as emotion is concerned mm-hmm. and like if you don't like i said you, you like you said you know telling them i love you you know sometimes it just takes a hug or you know just have a routine of affection and if there's something lacking on that level then that door is it's not it's not closed it's it's a crack that somebody else can you know just open that door up and feed that person what
1: they lacking at home right and then that then it snowballs Right, you know, me and you and my mother had this conversation, and me and Latoya even had it later, later that evening, and we talked about this, and we said, uh, "What is it about a marriage that seem that that makes life hard, right?" Mm-hmm. And and I said, "Well, it's personally." In my opinion, it's really not knowing a person. And I feel like you need... When I was younger, my grandmother, my mom said this. They said, you need to go to premarital counseling. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And at first, I was I was totally against it. I'm like, what's the point of that? Like, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's church. They're going to try to shove the Bible down my throat. But as I'm older and been married for, for 13 years and with my wife, like, almost 20 years now... I feel like you do need to go to some type of counseling before. Now, I'm not going to say that that's 100% going to work because if people don't want you to know about their secrets and don't want you to know about their past and what they're shielding, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know. Oh, yeah. But if you go to a good counselor, those walls can get broken down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But I feel that it's just... About the person, what makes marriage hard is the people yeah the, it's, it's, it's the people there's there's always one that wants to do better than the other, and eventually in a marriage, one person is going to start feeling some type of way because no woman wants a broke man, right, oh yeah. but then she doesn't want a man that's never available for her, mm-hmm. you know, so right. do you believe in premarital counseling, oh. Yeah,
2: yeah. My, well, my, my, uh, like I said, I've done it twice. So, my, my first marriage, um, I had premarital counseling. Uh-huh. I had premarital counseling, but, but the problem with, with my first one was that I was way immature. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, I hadn't even started living that really. Neither one of us had, you know, but, you know, you young, you, you think you, you know, it's, you know, but, you know, the person you was at 20, you're not that same person at 30.
1: That's true, <laughs> that's true, that's true.
2: So, yeah,
1: yeah. But another thing that, uh, that that clip that we played, one of, the, one of the other things that stuck out to me that she said was, the younger people should go to your uncles and your aunties and say, hey, you guys have been married for as long as I've been alive what what is the secret what did you do what can I do to make my marriage work what do you think about that do you think that that two questions what do you think about that and do you think the world that we're living in now that people are just going to talk to the younger generation and try to help them um
2: I think like when you when you go see an older couple and you you try to you know you ask the secret right and you know unlike unlike um unlike um, the younger generation, you know the older 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 couples
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, they have you know it's more it's more a stick to itness mm-hmm. when it comes to marriage, right it's more of a stick to itness when it comes to marriage.
1: Okay. Do you believe that our aunties and uncles and our grandparents went through more in their relationships that we go through now in present day, Um, or you think it's about equal? Well, our
2: aunties, older, um, you know, the older generation, the the generation before us. Um, a lot of, they didn't have a lot of distractions like we have today. Right. You know, like I even, you know, you know, with social media and stuff like that. I mean, you know, back then, you know, you handle, no, you know, Facebook
3: Instagram, and, Instagram
1: and all that, yeah. and all yeah. that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so what you're saying is you think that you can go to your elders to, to help you with your marital or you're just not even a marriage, just a relationship period. You think that's a good thing to do?
2: Oh yeah, especially if if you need advice and you see you know somebody that has has been in it and is in it and ain't going nowhere, right? You know, and has has gone through ups and downs, loss of jobs, loss of loved ones, and you know, or just you know, you know, indifference at at times, and they still there 30, 40, 50 years later, you know. Right. So I think yeah, I think it you know, it can be it can be a a good thing,
1: right? Um, I just got a couple more things to discuss, um, and the question that I'm about to ask, I I have seen it personally and with with uh, with friends and and family members. If you have children, is it wrong to try to make the marriage work? for the children. And are children strong enough? And I'm not talking about I'm just talking about having kids. Or having kids with the person that you supposedly love, strong enough to make the marriage last even if it's falling apart. Well, I will say this.
2: When it comes to having kids, um and if the ma- when you have kids in a household, mm-hmm. the the main focus should be You know, making sure those kids are, you know, that they're in a stable environment and, you know, and they're not worried about being because kids need to be kids. But if you but if you in a relationship and you got kids and you raising a whole bunch of hell every day and twice on Sunday and those kids got to see that you either got to get it fixed. Either right then and there or you got to come to some kind of conclusion or you got to come to a point that you know like hey look I I can't have my babies witnessing this they see mommy crying they or they see daddy crying and mommy raising saying or, the, right. or you know and and right. the kids don't you know so I think that if you're not going if you're not going to work on the man and wife relationship for the betterment for the sake of these children cuz who wants to be ra- I mean you don't want to raise up you you don't want your kids to be raised in a household the way you know Oh Lord, here they go again. You know what I mean. So, right. so having kids—I mean, having kids is
1: is good, but if—but the kids alone is not strong no, enough to just no, help no 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 be, no
2: because because of the simple fact that I mean, are you going to? I mean, it's going to affect those children. Yeah. If you stay in it and right. it's held anyway,
1: right? You know. No, because the only reason I asked and I came up with this topic. Uh, a little while ago, but my ex-podcast partner didn't want to really have anything to do with this topic. Um, but the only reason I, I asked that question is because I had a conversation with a uh, with a female friend. And I noticed that she was just on her phone a lot. And mm. she was like, girl, no. you. Why you keep on letting this man do this to you? Mm. And the girl said, he is the father of my, of my son. And I just felt like most of the time, I could be wrong, but I feel like most of the time it's the woman that's going to try to make the relationship work because of the kids. Not, not, now I'm not saying that men don't do that at all, mm-hmm. but most of the time it, I feel like it's the woman that's going to make it work, because, especially, especially a black woman with a black son that needs that type of male role model in the house. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: sometimes if that male role model keeps on doing the wrong thing to you and that child sees it, mm-hmm. that role model is not the type of role model that you need for your child. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just feel that Excuse me. I get it where... If people are together, whether you're married or not, you're you're together, and you have children or a child. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, raising that child with both of you being in that child's life is very important. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, maybe the the baby father might use the child for to get back at the the mother. But nine times out of ten, it's the mother that's going to try to use it to get back at the uh, at the baby father. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like. I just think in a relationship there's cheating, there's finances and everything, but I think using the ch- the children to get back at each other, that's, mm-hmm. that's the worst thing you can do possible. Right. Because yes, you might hurt the father or hurt the mother by not letting them see their child, mm-hmm. but y'all are adults. Y'all can deal with that. Right. The right. one person, the one person that can't, is that child, Mm. and they're going to be emotionally scarred for the rest of their lives and not know what a healthy relationship is.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 so, I mean, that happens, that happens, yeah. Uh, uh, Children are put in the middle of a situation with the mother and the father that it it shouldn't be that way, it shouldn't be that way, and using a child to, you know, as a weapon or pawn is just wrong that's just wrong. I
1: mean, you shouldn't do that. All right. Well, I looked up the top five reasons for divorce over the last 10 years. Uh-oh. So, uh Oh, so in closing, we're going to do, we're going to go over these top fives mm-hmm. and we're both going to give a quick <laughs> synopsis of what our, our opinions are. Number one, let me ask you, Corey, what do you think the number one reason is for a divorce over the last 10 years? Uh, infidelity. 100%. <laughs> number one is infidelity. Cheating on your spouse not only breaks a vow it breaks the trust in a relationship. Cheating can be the result of a dying or failing relationship, or it can simply result from a person's own insecurities. Regardless whether the issue is a one-night stand or something more long-term, cheating often results in divorce, as many couples struggle to learn to trust each other enough to move beyond this trial. Oh, man. uh, You and I just talked about this, like, literally seconds ago. <laughs> There's a lot of temptation out mm-hmm. there. There there's a lot of these these oiled up men, <laughs> muscular men that yes. want to be uh 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 motivational speakers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That will tell a woman all types of crap. And it's like, "Oh my god, how did he know I was going through that?" <laughs> and then next thing you know, you know, "Hey, if you need me just DM me and I can give you relationship advice. DM" turns into a hotel meetup. Oh. And, it, and it gets a little ridiculous. Mm. And the same thing with men. You know what I'm saying? Men, they they don't really You go for the motivational speakers. They mm-hmm. go for the moral, motivational uh, cakes that's bouncing around. Um, but yeah, cheating is a major issue. And personally, I feel that once a person cheats, whether it's the wife or the husband, it can be worked out. But... It's gonna be a long time. And the trust, if you gain that trust back, it's never gonna be at 100%. Oh,
2: no, no, not at all. Not at all. Because when it comes to infidelity, I mean, even if you, even if you, if it happens in a relationship, Uh then that person's always, when they leave their house or, you know, now with technology now, you know, they don't answer their cell phone. Well, you get off at work at four, you can get here till seven.
1: You know, so it's always going to be a suspicion, you know. (laughs) All right. Number two, lack of intimacy. Physical intimacy is important in any romantic relationship, but it is essential to the growth of a long-term relationship. Spending quality time together, investing in each other emotionally, and showing affection of all ways. Show your spouse that you can see them and care about them. Emotional well-being. When that intimacy intimacy stops, it sends a very different message. Oh, true, true. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that's true. And lack of intimacy doesn't mean sex all the time. No, intimacy can be holding hands, watching a movie yes. on Lifetime. Intimacy yes. can be going to get ice cream. Yes. And when I went to my my uh, marriage counseling with Bishop Reeves uh, for New Life Church, he he said. He said, brother, brother Julius, he said, you know one thing? He said, you and your wife right now like ships crossing in the night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what he what he meant. Mm-hmm. And he said, You guys are on a schedule. And that's the only thing you guys care about. Mm-hmm. He said, You come in. You say hey to the kids, you do this, you do this, and you get in the bed. Right. By the time you get in the bed, she's leaving.
3: Mm. So it's
1: like y'all are just crossing each other. You don't really pay it. He said, when was the last time y'all went to see a movie together? Right, right, right. right. When was the last time that y'all sat down and had a glass of wine or anything? Right. And we couldn't tell him. Mm. And he said, that is the major problem. Mm-hmm. He said, because most young people think that intimacy is sex, but it's not. Intimacy is conversation. Yes, intimacy yes. is looking at each other's eyes and letting that person know that you love them. Oh yes,
2: yes, yes. Um, lack of in- intimacy. Oh, that's that's a definite. Uh, that can wreck a marriage and a relationship quick, real quick. So it's true. I mean, it's not all. It's not about sex. I mean, you can cook together. You can. You. Can, I mean, like I said, sit down next to your next to your uh your your wife or husband and grab their hand while they watching TV. Yeah. You know stuff like that. You right. know, just coming up to your to to your loved one while they doing something, just grabbing them from behind and just hugging them. You know, some right. stuff like that. Yeah, yes, yes,
1: yes. yeah. Number three is communication. Problems in communication can stem from a wide variety of other issues, but ultimately, couples who can't find a way to connect with each other. In order to communicate in a healthy way, often decide the relationship has run its course. You want to tackle that first? Oh, yeah. Um, Communication is, is key.
2: It's key. Because um, h- how are you going to know how your better half feels if y'all don't talk? I mean, or if one or the other person it, wants to have communication and, the other person is not receiving it. Then, yeah, it's not. You know, you you have to be able to communicate. If you can't communicate, then, you know, what's the point?
1: Yeah, communication is a very, very, very big part. And and to just give a little part of uh, my personal life. You know, it'll be sometimes where. Me and my wife will almost get into an argument, or we will get into an argument, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, arguing is a bad form of communication, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized the deeper that we get into the argument, my grandfather said, God bless his soul, he said, sometimes you said, just y'all get into an argument. He said, just stop. Just, just, just stop, look at her, and just be like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't communicate that well, or I did communicate it, but it came out the wrong way. Right. right. And that works 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Because I think us as men, especially black men, we, we have this, this or this vibe, this that we have to be tough all the time. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of men, especially black men, are just this red pill and manosphere bullshit on the internet. And it's like, it, it makes you weak, to talk to your woman. You know, and that, that's why most of these, these young dudes are just going to be young-minded forever because mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate with women. Right. Running mm-hmm. game is not communication. No. No, not at all. Not at all, but these young niggas need to yeah. that it out. <laughs> Alright, number four, money. For richer, for poorer, sounds good in vows, but it can't Scrape the surface of financial problems American couples can find themselves facing today. There are many ways finances can cause problems in a relationship. Disagreements on overspending or saving habits. Issues with power dynamics due to different incomes. Financial instability. One spouse holding control over all of the finances. well
2: when it comes to finances um unlike 70 years ago you know when you, you, had, <laughs> <laughs> you know unlike a long time ago when you know um if a man was the breadwinner or in, in the wife was home with the kids or whatever you know the dynamics were you know that was that's how it was but as women Got out and started more or less running the world you know I <laughs> mean but, you know because because when because when you know when women started making just as much money and more than men right. you know you see women CEOs and women vice presidents and of companies and you know and and then it uh it you know it's it can cause problems in a relationship if you know, if you don't have the attitude of okay, you make this much, but I make twenty five thousand, forty thousand dollars more than you. So, but we gonna build this together. You know, you have to have that attitude that you know, like even though. You know, you bring in eighty, and I bring in twenty. It's our hundred percent, right? You know, but you know, it, it's you know, when it comes to finances. You had things that were you know like, well, you know I'm the one paying all the bills, you know I'm the one paying all the bills or I'm paying the majority of the bills, and you know it's to a degree it can come depending on the person it can become where you know i'm I'm higher than you because I do more, you know what i mean and and I've seen it, I've seen it with men and women,
1: <laughs> right, yeah. I agree with you. Um, if a man makes more than a woman, the man is gonna have some type of uh, expectations. Mm-hmm. If I'm the breadwinner, this is what I want you to do, and I might catch a lot of fleck for saying this shit. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you this: if a woman is the breadwinner, she's gonna have expectations and some ground rules that she needs. Oh, most definitely. And per okay, for example, right. If a man goes out, he's making ninety two hundred thousand dollars right mm-hmm. and about that's what you need to make in virginia to in Northern Virginia to be comfortable mm-hmm. okay
3: mm-hmm.
1: ground rules hey, I come home let's ground rules sounds a little outdated. let's just say uh expectations mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I come home i wanna be able to eat right 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 not. Pizza Fridays, Friday nights, <laughs> or something. nice like fine. Right. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not saying you. have a four course meal and all that. But something hot that, yeah, I, right, can, right, that right, I can that right, I can eat. Right, right. 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 I don't want to hear about any of your crap. <laughs> and this is just what I would do, right? I expect my house to be clean. I well, expect there should be no clothes and it's not all about that like what the woman should do. I feel like it's about compromise. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. I am the breadwinner. This is what I expect, whatever. We can work this out together. Right. right? Right. I feel like in this in this vice versa. If the woman comes like, "Hey, I'm making 100 something thousand, 200 I'm a lawyer, I'm doing this. When I come home, I don't want to hear this." House needs to be clean, blah 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 blah. And most of the time, a woman is not going to expect a hot mm-hmm, meal. Mm-hmm. I think probably a woman will come home after a hard day' work. If you're a stay at home dad, she probably want her bath water ran or something like that. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that. Probably a glass of wine on right. the table. Right, Different right, expectations. Right. But I feel like if people wasn't so much uh, stuck onto themselves, then that could work. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying it, it could it could really work because I feel like finances most of the time a relationship at work if y'all both go into a relationship with your own money because yeah. because nowadays really um it, it really doesn't work like that you know what I'm saying because one person is going to judge the other person or oh, I got more money I came into this right right, when, right. I, when I came into the relationship this is what I had right and personally with the finances I feel like that should be number one because that is what the inflation, everything being so expensive. I think that should be number one because that is what it is right now. Right. right? People right. are going to argue about finances and not trust the other person. Oh, yeah. And feel like they bring more to the table if it's finances. Mm-hmm. All right. Number five addiction. Battling addiction can be difficult and often those struggling with addictions can end up hurting those closest to them. Couples can work through addiction, but it requires both parties to want and commit to seeking help. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, that is true. Um, family members, personal experiences with, with people with, Gambling, sex addiction, uh, addiction, drug addiction, that really does hurt your whole family. Um, you know, you might be on drugs. You might, hey, get your paycheck on Friday and and, and and cash it and go spend it all on drugs and not be able to pay your bills for your house that your kids and your wife is living in. So that's very difficult. And it takes a strong man or a strong woman to overcome that. To be able to fix that mm-hmm. and stay by, stay with that person mm-hmm. after everything that they put you through with the lying and, and the you almost getting kicked out of your house mm-hmm. and just everything. Mm-hmm. It takes a strong man or a woman to to deal with that, mm-hmm. uh, especially if children are involved. Oh yeah, and I'm looking at this and this. They said this is over the last ten years. Before I say that, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, <laughs> and, and say what you gotta say about the addiction part.
2: Um, when it comes to addiction, um, and and you're right, like if it's it it could be anything drugs, sex, shopping, you know. Um, and if you don't deal with that issue in a relationship, in a marriage, it's it's a problem because to a degree, I mean, well, you you could be with somebody that has an addiction that's been hidden, and you don't know nothing about it, and then by the time you find out about it, sometimes it might be too too late, and then you you, you um when it comes to addiction and you try to help an individual, and if they don't want your help, it's kind of like um it's kind of like trying to uh bail water out of a boat with a with a hole in the bottom of it. Right. <laughs> so so you know, um that person has to be willing to want things to work if they're in the middle of an addiction and if they want help, that's one thing, but you know, me personally, if I try to help you and you ain't you ain't with the help, I don't need no help getting dragged down. I, you know, I got to check up my deuces and roll out.
1: But we we went through these, these these five uh causes for divorce and i don't know how much you pay attention to social media but there's been a lot of divorces. Oh yeah Cynthia Bailey from um uh, what was it? I don't know if it's like basketball wives or real housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. She's getting a divorce. Oh I I think I saw some. One like of that. the Maori sisters, Tia. Yeah, yeah. The one that's married to the black guy, yeah, yeah. She got a divorce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and the one that really shocked me was Tom Brady. Oh, I, I, but but that goes into <laughs> our last point: addiction. <laughs> right. So this is a perfect segue, right? Because we our last point was addiction, and she's pretty much saying this nigga is addicted to football. Yeah. Like you're not going to keep like retire. And like, then come back, and then, like, I yeah. need you here.
2: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like, I made a joke about this before, man, but it's like, these are multi-millionaires. Exactly, they, yeah. Even though multi-millionaires have the same problems that normal working Joes have, except for financial mm-hmm. problems, but you're just looking at it. It's like, damn, if, they, if it don't work out for them, how the hell is it going to work out for me? Well, um,
2: the Tom Brady thing, I mean, just the simple fact that between the two of them, they're worth, like, what, almost $700 million? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But Giselle is worth more than Tom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But the thing of it is, is that when he decided to come back, one of the things I said was, oh, he but he's going to lose his wife. I said it. Mm-hmm. I said it because she wanted him... To be
1: done. But see, but this is what you gotta understand as well, though. Think about this. During a pandemic, when people stuck with each other, you might, marry, you might be married to this woman for five years, right? But you can go out with your boys, you can go to work, but you gotta see this one, or you gotta see this man or this woman every single day, and you can't leave the house. So I guess for I guess for years he's been playing football, he retired, right. he'd be like, oh, oh hell no. Nah. I gotta be. Are you serious? Can kid can't the maid do that? Oh, I love y'all boy, but these these kids get on my damn nerves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Person that's that's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they are worth all this money. And I, I, that's probably what it was. He's working, he's like football, he's watching film and everything, right. and then to be home to be a regular person. And also just a little bit off topic, but with Tom Brady getting all, he's, he's the GOAT, mm-hmm, he's all mm-hmm. that, and getting all the accolades, mm-hmm. just a regular retired dude at home, it, he probably couldn't do that. His ego oh, yeah. wouldn't allow him yeah, to chill. I mean, he could have went into commentating or something. He, I, mean, I think they yeah. offered him a multi-million yeah, dollar contract. They did. But I, I mean, think he, he just, I don't think Tom Brady's a talker. He doesn't have the personality like the like the Manning brothers do. Right, right, Romo, right, right. Yeah, right, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. He has to play, and I do believe he's going to play until he just can't play no more. Well, that that would
2: well that would be to a degree that would be sad though. That yeah. would be sad because I would not even as good as he is and mm-hmm. as long as he's been in the league, right. it would be really sad to see him get hurt. And be like
1: wheelchair bound or something, but, you know what but, I mean? But, but see, that's the thing, though. I mean, we're getting a whole <laughs> on a whole other level. <laughs> but after Peyton got injured like that, broke his collarbone, and you saw the little rough in the pastor call that they called I, on us,
2: I saw it. So yeah. it's
1: like Tom Brady knows that that he's like, oh, I don't throw the flags. He yeah. knows that these type of flags are because of him. Yes, yes, you know what I'm saying. So yes. he he can play for as long as he wants to because he always plays behind a really good offensive line mm-hmm. and. He just don't want to go home.
2: So that's well, like I said, I mean, you know, I mean, if he want to play and he want to make all the money he want to make, I mean, you know, tell Tom Brady, brother, off. something. Yeah, I show know? him what yeah. to do
3: with it. You know, yeah, you know
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> but the the point of bringing up Tom Brady and everything is, you know, what our last uh, point was uh, addiction, and I really think that the jail was looking at him like, yo, it, it's it's me or football, right, and right. I don't think he chose football. I think he chose both. Mm-hmm. You know, he chose mm-hmm. her and his family and mm-hmm. his love of football, and right. it just didn't work out. Right. So, um, you know, more more power to him. I hope everything works out for them. Um, being a married man with four beautiful kids, um, I know that marriage can be difficult, and you never ever wanna see somebody's marriage fail. No.
2: Especially
1: no. if they have young children. No, yeah. not at all. No. Um mm-hmm. so I hope Tia works it out. Uh she tweeted something said, hey, we can gonna be wonderful co parents and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hope everything works out. Um but most of the time it doesn't. You know, Hollywood they pass each other around like they change draw. So they will, you know. Hope everything works out for them. But uh ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 57, married life versus single life, the man's perspective. Until next time, Mitchell Hour out.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Hit that like button, comment, and subscribe. And until then.